Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 30th episode what? of the podcast. 30? 30 episodes. Wow. Our podcast That's almost... is longer in its 20s. Hey. Podcast can no longer have... get away with doing coke on the weekends. That's not true. Just not on the weekdays. This is true. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> We should have our shit together, but we don't yet. <laughs> hey, welcome to your 30s. <laughs> but things are still better. I mean, my 30s are way better than my 20s. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I guess so. I've only had one year done in my 30s, and it was it was a year. It was one hell of a year. <laughs> Life got better, though. That's we good. were talking earlier. And I was telling you about basically, basically we were talking earlier and setting up this episode and Matt always forgets that I'm an only child, which blows my mind. Well, it's not that I forget, it's that I just don't I am, think about it. I am such an only child. I'm like every stereotype of an only child. <laughs> what are those like, stereotypes? Walk me through this real quick. Uh, I don't have any only children except for you. That's not true. Oh, uh, wait. Is your wife not an only child? No, she is an older brother. Her older oh. brother's mate. Oh, okay. All right, I guess. Uh, well, you know, we... What about us? Spoiled? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I, I just feel it's such a huge part of my identity. It's hilarious to me that you don't ever think about it. I, I think about it a lot. Yeah, well, obviously you do. I don't know why. I mean, you would think I would actually. I kind of wish that I didn't think about it a lot because. I don't know. It just seems like people with siblings don't walk around thinking about the fact that they have siblings and they probably don't want. Yeah, like like and I always and I always walk around wondering kind of like, man, I wonder what my sibling would be like if I had one. (laughs) What do you think this person would be with the. Do you think they'd be like no me, kind of like the opposite of you? You're not the opposite of me, but I don't I think don't so? think they would be. No, uh, but <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe in some ways we're, we compliment each other well, though. That's true. But but I, I don't think that they would be the opposite of me at all. I think that they would be. I don't know what the, I don't know what it would be like. I mean, I would be the oldest, I guess. I mean, do you think your do you think your sibling would be a banker? That's what I'm worried about. (laughs) That's what I worry. That's why I'm like, I'm like, man, like I am so glad that I don't have a sibling for my parents to compare me to. (laughs) God, what a relief that is. (laughs) Cause I could just see it, especially if it was like a sister, I could just see them being exactly like my mom and just being a total fucking like win. Like, 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 her and Donna would not get along if they were alike. That's probably true. My sister and my mom are a lot alike and they do not get along. Still, they don't get along. Well, you know, they do more now since there's the grandkid involved. Yeah. Uh, There were a few, we'll just call them contentious years. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) We won't go into that detail on the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because I don't want to piss my mom off. We'll <laughs> so, just say there were some contentious times in the Barry household. Well, the other thing is, is that I, my personality is like a 50-50 divided line of both of my parents who <laughs> are opposites. Like I like like yes, very like much they, so like personality wise, you couldn't find two more different people, I think, unless you start like or two more different white people, maybe. Uh, but like, <laughs> it, listen, we're only talking within our realm of experience. OK, yeah, yeah. And as white people, we're talking about white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But like, uh, like, it's just so I w- I wonder if that were to happen again, what would happen if there was another person that was a 50 50 split? Because I am just like my dad in so many respects, especially as I get older. I am more like him and, uh, but I'm also a lot like my mom and I don't fucking suffer fools lightly. I don't like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I'm I don't old. suffer fools lightly. I don't, I don't. Like, that was a hilarious way of putting, I fucking hate stupid people. I do like, or, <laughs> and, or stupidity. I just have no patience for it. Whereas I am also at the same time, one of the stupidest people I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to disagree with you. <laughs> but yeah, then there's exactly. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm the exactly. second stupidest person, you know. <laughs> so it's. I would just think it would be interesting to see that what that would be like. I, I would also wonder if they'd be fat. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fingers crossing like that yes. Chiseled. Or that, or if they just be like my parents in the seventies, where it's just like they skinny without trying. Yeah, uh, I hate that. Was, that. Yeah, that, yeah, it's Julie just like uh, although that's trying. That's not entirely fair to my mom, but my dad because she definitely like w- worked tried. at it hard. Like she talks about how she had to work at it hard. But my dad, he just like drink a case of beer every other day and eat like hamburgers and that like 140 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 it's just like, fuck off, dude. And he always goes, well, I was playing Frisbee all the time. I'm just like, there's no mm. way you were playing enough Frisbee for that to be the reason why. <laughs> there's just no way. Dude, what if? And this would be a per- this might be a nightmare for you. What if you had a sister and she was like a smoke show and all of your friends your whole life have been trying to bang your sister? That's a nightmare situation. <laughs> because that's also essentially your friends trying to fuck you. <laughs> what if she was like a smoke show with your face? <laughs> Wait, Minus like- the beard. We get to like share bras and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, as a, as a fellow fatty, that <laughs> makes me sad a little on the inside. Uh, I don't know if that's it. sadness or the high blood pressure, but we'll figure it's, it out. No, nah, it's the diabetes. Uh, <laughs> it's the diabetes. Diabetes. Actually, <laughs> not, uh, both of us have dodged that bullet somehow. So so far. So far, gets a good point. So far, yeah. he's got a. Well, so now that I'm dieting, like and shit. Twenty seven, twenty eight, 
And we were yeah. talking about, yeah, man, once we hit 30, it's nothing but grilled chicken and greens. Which is very that true. <laughs> That's happening. I, Recently, I, I'm, I fluctuate. I sometimes I'll eat super healthy for a week and then I'll eat like complete garbage for a week. Yeah. The, the further along I go in this um, fitness thing that I've been on, is it's I, I get to be a little bit more like that, but not not a whole week anymore. Yeah, like I'll That's just fuck the- I'll fuck off for a couple days a week and just do whatever the fuck I want. But then I I always end up feeling bad. Oh yeah, like, I always end yeah. up feeling bad, and it's like, why do I feel bad? Oh, I've been to McDonald's twice in two days. That shit shocks your freaking system when you've been it's, eating healthy. Yeah, it's not good. It's nah. it's like, oh, this shit is poison. Yeah, it's fucking horrible for you, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Fast food is like, it's trash in a bag. It's so it's incredibly bag trash. bad. Even like the good stuff. Like I just had Subway and right now I could just lay down and fall asleep for the rest of the fucking night. <laughs> and it's three thirty in the afternoon. And Subway's still not good. It's nothing but processed meats with hormones and horse shit and, and cancer. Well, and their vegetables. I I used to work at Subway um, yeah. back in the day. Oh yeah, you were sandwich maker Matt. I remember that on University Drive in San Marcos, Texas. It's true. I was a sandwich artist. Um, and I, anybody came in there that he knew would be like, get out. That's not true. Go away. I know. I'm joking. I thought it'd be funnier if it was like that. People, not. I didn't get a whole lot of visitors then. It's not like bartending. <laughs> it's. I, I um. I do remember one time my roommate brought in a date to Subway, expecting me to like hook him up, and I was just like, <laughs> "What?" I was. Roommate, I was. Roommate that I was I'm thinking of. Uh, rhymes with salty. Yes. Yeah. Rhymes with cack salty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he brought he brought he brought this girl in and was like, "Hey, Matt," and I was just like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> he just brought a date to Subway. Yeah, that total is, smoke show. Total smoke show. Of course. Like, oh. and I, and I bet she, she totally still had sex with him too. I oh guess. Yeah, yeah, they had a relationship he, after that. He got the John Ham syndrome <laughs> from Thirty Rock. He was handsome, so people just gave him stuff. Yep. <laughs> he didn't have to earn it. <laughs> didn't have to earn anything. He's just like, let's like, go oh, try to get, let's go try to get free Subway. It's like, oh, you're six four and slender. Yeah, you can have whatever you want. Come on yeah. in. Yeah. Which part of my body would you like to touch first? <laughs> don't worry, we're not going to tell anybody. No, no, we're not going to tell anybody, and you certainly don't have to ask. You certainly don't have to ask. Just grab that butt. <laughs> Grab it. Grab it, you tall, slender man. <laughs> Fucking but skinny privilege. Skinny privilege of, makes me sick. It does, and it exists, and people don't talk about it. So does attractive privilege. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it it's ridiculous. They kind of go hand in hand, except for cases like Ari Shafir. Oh, the garbage, garbage human being. Wants. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about him later. Um, More on that later (laughs) so you guys will probably notice that uh we are running a little quiet today we're currently well look the band we're in the we're in the middle of negotiations right now uh the butterfield eight are undergoing new contract negotiations 
yes. um, with our with our attorney Tom Hilbin Esquire, yep. attorney at law, Garland, Texas. Represent. The views and thoughts expressed on this podcast are in no way, shape, or form attached to Tom Hilbin. He is purely our legal counsel, <laughs> and okay. he actually isn't our legal counsel. But anyway, <laughs> um, shut up, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm just nervous. <laughs> Why are you nervous? He's a fan. He loves us. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Love you, bud. Yeah. Um, what was I just talking about? I got oh, oh yeah, the band. Yeah. Uh, they're 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 so they're not here today, unfortunately. So we won't have any of those lovely songs that uh that we've been playing in between segments. Um, but yeah, no transitions just, today. No Stevie Van Zant. No gabagool. No gabagool. Not in Plano, no, Texas. Nope. Oh, you're in Which Plano is, today. That's right. I'm in Plano today. You're house sitting. Yep. Making some money for sitting around. That's so funny that people hire people to house sit. I just Dude. like. And I'm booked like solid this month doing it. That's house sitting. Why do you need like, somebody to sit at your house? Because they have animals. Ah, animals. Okay. So you're pet sitting. Come yeah. On. Well, be a more yeah. apt term. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I do stuff sure. for the house. Like the house will look good by the time I leave. Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Just take uh, the garbage out, mail. Poop on the floor. No, that's the dog's job. We got a connection problem. Oh, fuck. Really? You're going good for nah, me. We're good now. What'd you say? Uh, I forget. Oh, I just said that's the dog's job. The dog's job is taking shit on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, we actually sort of when we went to Philly, we sort of had a house sitter. Um, oh, really? Our old friends Chris and Katie were in town, and we were unfortunately out of town at the same time they were in town. So we just cleaned up our place for them to just kind of hang out and stay here instead of having to pay for a hotel, and that's we cleaned nice. the house. But then when we nice. came back, it was cleaner than when we left. <laughs> nice. Well, good. Yeah. Those are so Chris people. and Katie Aaron's great house guests awesome. did a great job. <laughs> good job, y'all. And their, love to their hear little it. son, Braxton. Oh, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, well, so what have you been up to this week? I mean, it's been a week. So, You've, man, a I lot of a... cool stuff has happened. You've done some yes. cool shit. Um, I had a hell of a Saturday. Yeah, I know you did. Go. Let's get One, into this. So Friday night. Well, I guess technically Saturday morning. I give Greg the legend, Gregory mm-hmm. Allenbach. I give him of a course. call about 1.30 in the morning to try and plan what we were going to do the next night, which right. we'll get to later. And um, he was like, yeah, man. So I'm going to this screening tomorrow through SAG at the Directors Guild Theater. Are you interested? And I was like, what is it? And he was like, ah, it's uh, the Irishman, the new Scorsese movie. I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm interested in that. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. And then afterwards, uh, Pacino and De Niro are going to do a talk back. And I was like, you motherfucker, you're not yeah. taking anybody else. If you don't take me, we're no longer friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I met him at the DGA at 930 in the morning. Yep. Got into the theater. Show started at 11. Yep. Movies three and a half hours long. Did you like it? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. There's People a lot. Calling. Yeah. What were you saying? People are calling it a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. Um, there's parts where it feels long. 
But okay. right when it starts to feel long, it throttles up. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in it, but I liked everything in it. So cutting it would be really hard. Yeah. Um, would you, would you, is this the final product that you saw? Yes. This we saw the final okay. product. Yeah. We wow. saw the final product and I mean, it's so, it's really, really interesting. Obviously I'm not going into too many details here because the movie doesn't come out until November 1st, Yeah, but it's a very different character than I've ever seen Robert De Niro play. Really? Yeah. So Robert De Niro is normally kind of like the alpha in a situation. Yeah. It's kind of like the leader of the group. Right. And this one, he plays sort of a, I, I use the term beta in terms of like he follows orders. Yeah. Like he's kind of like the beta caught in between two alphas. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's him, Pesci and and Pacino. (laughs) And (laughs) Pesci wasn't there, right? No, Pesci wasn't at the talk back. But um, honestly, I I think this is possibly the best work of Pesci's career. No, really? He's outstanding. He's outstanding. <laughs> and Pacino, too. I mean, like, yeah. these three guys have just really taken their careers to... It's just, like, a, another great, phenomenal chapter in their careers. And That's so cool. It's uh, it's so good. Their their performances are so good. It's a gangster movie, right? Oh, yeah. It's okay. a gangster movie um, about how the mafia tied into the Teamsters Union and Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, oh. yeah. It's Pacino plays Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa? Hoffa. Yeah. Pacino what? plays Jimmy Hoffa. What the yeah. fuck are you? What? Oh my yes. God. That's and incredible. Yes, absolutely. And Pacino's yeah. Jimmy Hoffa is awesome. Oh my God. Awesome. <laughs> he crushes this shit. Oh my God. Where am I? <laughs> Where did I go? Ooh, uh. <laughs> I've heard so much fucking crazy stuff about Al Pacino, like living in New York and, oh. and like, like, like people like running into him or having to like hang out with him. Like my, uh, one of my buddies, I, I don't think I should name him just because he's always been very cagey about this career of his, but it was a director that I worked, that I've worked with a lot just as a hint as to who it is. And, um, uh, he worked as, he would never tell me who this family was. He almost <laughs> hired me to work for them at one point, but they decided to keep it in with, within their circle and not to hire me. But I still didn't get to find out who they were. Um, it was just kind of like a preliminary, like I met with my, uh, I met with, you know, who it was and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he worked for this super rich family that lives in the East Village for years and years and Al Pacino was like always in the house, <laughs> always there. And like, he was just like, dude, I mean, one night we were like on a boat together and we were talking. Like and you he do. Was, yeah. And he, was te- <laughs> and he was just like, man, I, I, I was talking about acting and, you know, actors that I like and Pacino came up and, um, I, I was also going through a phase where I was watching a bunch of classic movies uh, like uh, that. It just got it came out on Netflix. And so I was talking about all these really amazing performances that I'd never seen before, like the Godfather two and like, I don't know, 
Was it around the time where I was shaming the shit out of you for not having seen classic films? Yes, kind of. Okay, and, that's like uh, right around the time the podcast started. Yeah, yeah, it was a little before the podcast, but uh, okay, like 2017. But um, so I was talking about it, and he was just like, "Dude, Pacino, Pacino." If I could tell you stories about Pacino, I was just like, "Just give me a hint." And he was just like, "A uh, pile of cocaine about this high." <laughs> if you can't, Matt, you can't see this. Matt's fingers were about six, seven inches apart. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like recently, and he was like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> super." Wow! Like, like he never stopped. He never no. stopped. Like, eh, like, it, like he always. He's been partying since the seventies, and he never stopped, and never will. He's eighty. Yeah. And he's still just fucking like drinking, blowing lines, getting whores. Like, and dude, I can tell you, he's real life Frank Reynolds. Yes. Um, Yes. I can tell you from watching him in this thing, A, (laughs) in this talk back. So we watched the movie. Yeah. Okay. And I'm I'm getting to I'm getting to your point. I just want to fill in the blanks real quick. We watched the movie. The movie's really good. I really enjoyed it. It is a long haul. Yeah, but I I personally think it's worth it because I mean yeah I mean come on but these are my cinematic heroes Scorsese, right. De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci like, like get real is, like come on this is why I want to be in movies are you right kidding? exactly like, like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying the shit out of it good movie it ends and then they bring out they bring out not just those two either they bring out uh, Jesse Plemons okay uh, Bobby Cannavale. That's very specific. Okay. Ray Romano. Ray. Hey. Hey, hey. guys. Oh, hey. I can't believe I'm in this movie. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> That's a really good Ray Romano. <laughs> How are you, Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> we can't find you anywhere. Think of Italian get, the frog. <laughs> I'm trying to get a hold of him, but he just won't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> tell you turn the frog in here. Hold on, my mother. My mother's on the other line. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I never knew you had this in you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! And uh, so anyway, also Anna Paquin because she's in yeah. the movie. Awesome. And then Pacino yeah. and De Niro. Yeah. Talkback was hosted by some dude from the Hollywood Reporter who uh, sucked. At running oh, this, really? <laughs> hey, he just was like, yeah, he was. It just he didn't flow well to okay. me. Uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Um, he may have been nervous as hell too because he was that's sitting other- right next to to Bobby D. And well, Anna, I can only imagine trying to reel in the like that group of people and trying yeah, to keep yeah, them yeah. keep them focused and like awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, Al was awake. Yeah, I don't think Al had slept for three days. Oh my god, his hair was super greasy. <laughs> and let's just get this out there: he's fat. That's awesome. I don't, I don't mean like like Robert De Niro is old man Pudge. You know, yeah. like he's an older gentleman. He's got a little bit of an old man Pudge. Yeah, Al's fat, like straight up. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> really enjoyed that part. Well, um, I remember thinking in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like I was I remember thinking, what is like what is with Al Pacino's suit? <laughs> Did you think mask. that? They're trying to mask this really awkward gut that he has. Yes. Yes. And I, I <laughs> thought that it was just like a, a a choice that Tarantino made to kind of make it look like a guy hiding his fat like a agent would be. You know right. what I mean? But nope, I guess nope. not. This <laughs> costume department saying, man, Al's, Al's Al's looking a little hefty in the midsection. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was really and he his answers to things. Him and De Niro could not be more opposite as yeah. people. Yes, I like, believe that. De Niro is calm. He's calculated. He has very thoughtful answers. And Pacino is just a wild card and he just rambles and then he forgets what the question was and he's like but he's funny as hell yeah 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 that it'd be like kind of fun to talk to him probably more fun to talk to him than de niro yes i could i would imagine so yeah um but yeah he just give these like wild rambling answers and he's like "Uh, is that is that uh is that what you were looking for? (laughs) (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) Repeat the question, please. And then De Niro would, De Niro would be like, yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> didn't, didn't they used to not get along? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to be honest. Like, like, isn't there like some sort of like, uh, there was like a thing with the movie heat where they never, they refused to be filmed together. No, that's not true because they did a, they did a three camera shot for them to suit their scene in the diner. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else, but I, I, I've heard of a movie where they were together and they refused to be filmed together. And I, that's a thing that I, that I remember um, hearing about. And, and it's like, and it's like, I don't know. It's, it, it's famous. It's a famous story. Huh? Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but so uh, Bobby Cannavale was very funny. Very, very funny. He's the guy from Vinyl, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Correct. And he had this really funny thing because they were talking about how the the film kind of feels like the final chapter of this classic American gangster genre. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, sneezed. And um, everybody's old. And he was like, and Bobby Cannavale was like, I was watching it, and I'm seeing my my heroes. In what feels like a final chapter, and all I could think to myself is like, "What are we gonna do? Are we even gonna make movies anymore?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then wow. they were talking about how long it took to get the movie made because they started working on this in 2007. Yeah, I know. Because and, um, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry, and uh, Ray Romano, they got to him and he was like, "It's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it took this long because if." They'd have made it in 2007. I wouldn't have been in it. Yeah. (laughs) In 2007, I was working at a Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Ray. Yeah, yeah. He was just out of the entertainment industry. But, yeah, he was really, really funny. Um, And then Jesse Plemons and Anna Paquin would chime things in here and there. But uh, Anna Paquin. Glad to see she back in the game. She looks like the meanest person I've ever seen. Really? 
she had this I smell a fart look on her face the entire time she was up there. That's kind and, of the way her face looks, though. Oh, it is. Okay. Isn't it? She also she I had mean, like zero sense of humor. Oh, really? No that sense sucks. of humor at all. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And it could have just been she might have just been having a bad day. I'm not saying yeah, that I mean, she is a person. But in my personal experience with this talk back, she did not seem interested huh. at all. That sucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, the new girls awesome. Pacino were very like interactive and like happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially what? Pacino. <laughs> everyone I know, everyone I know that has been within 30 feet of Robert De Niro starts calling him Bob because they are all just like because he's so friendly and so um, thoughtful with everybody that he runs into. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me to hear that. And then I have also just heard that Pacino's a fucking lunatic like I just talked about. Um, uh, oh, my God. So Greg's best friend from high school, uh, this guy named Nick. He's on the SAG Awards nominating committee, and he's done a lot of different film work throughout the years as like AD and all this kind of stuff. Like he's just been at the Directors Guild for 25 years or something like that. And he was one time he was Al Pacino's assistant on a movie. Yeah. And he said that Al was just a crazy person. Yeah. Like whenever Al would walk into a room, if Nick was sitting down, he'd offer Al his chair and Al would go, why? Because you think I'm fucking old. (laughs) (laughs) And then one time the director's giving notes and Al's just on his phone. And he, you know, Al has kids with Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. He was on the phone with Beverly D'Angelo and he hangs up the phone. And in the middle of the director's notes, he turns to Nick and goes, so this is how it's going to be. Beverly can keep the kids out late all she wants. But if I do it, wow. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> how did the, de- I have a question for you. Uh, how did the de-aging technology look? Cause that's a big reason. That's a big reason why this movie has taken so long is that, uh, uh, Scorsese wanted to use these specific actors for the specific story, but he knew that they were too old, even at the time to play yeah. those, to play those ages. And so, uh, but he never thought, felt that the technology was up to snuff, but your, your report I'm guessing is it, it, it looked really good. Looked I good? Mean, it, yeah, it looked really good. It gets to points where like, at first it's a little jarring. Yeah. That's all. It, that's what I was afraid of at first. I don't know. Okay. But then you stop paying attention to it. It's kind of like Shakespeare's language. It's like at first you're like, what the fuck are these people talking about? And then it's like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like halfway through the first scene, you're like, okay, this is the world we live in. Okay. It's a touch jarring at first because you're looking at De Niro. Who's he's 45 or something, you know, that's so weird movie. He's like a 38, 40, 45 year old. Yeah, it's a touch jarring, but you definitely get used to it very quickly. And, and then their age advances because this take the movie takes place over years. Right, right, right. So like you watch them get older to then to the point where like they're old men. Yeah, like they are now. Yeah. Oh, even they I think they even aged them up. Dude, Joe Pesci's face in the promotional materials is rough looking 
<laughs> like, what the fuck happened to Joe Pesci? It looks like he's like been in a fight or like 30 fights. Dude, he retired. He hasn't been in a movie in like 20 years. And he's just been fighting people the whole time? <laughs> no, I think he just got old. <laughs> you know, when you're not worried about how you look, you just get old. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's just like, damn, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, God, I'm so scared of getting old just because of that picture of Joe Pesci. I mean, he always looks like an old fuck, but like now he looks like he's been, like, I don't know. He looked like an old Irishman. Which is odd because he's yeah. Italian. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. I tell you what, that's funny. Hey, that's <laughs> funny right there. Hey, is it? I'm funny to you. Well, like I'm, I'm a clown. Like you? I'm here to amuse you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you also went but, to uh, New Japan. That, sorry, absolutely. that was a terrible transition. We're gonna move on from this. We've been talking about it for like 50 hours. Um, <laughs> you uh, you went into the New Japan wrestling. Uh, New thing? Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, they did their first solo uh, tour in the United States for the first time, I think, since like the 70s or some shit. Yeah. Um, when I say solo, I mean they weren't it was not a joint venture with an American company. Oh. They came over here on their own and put on their show, yep. not yep. a 50 50 booking show with another sure. with Ring of Honor or something like that right, or right. the NWA. Um, so it was all a New Japan show with New Japan ring and New Japan Japanese announcers. Oh. And it was awesome. And I got to see the best wrestlers on the planet, including my, one of my top all-time favorites, Kazuchika Okada. Yep. Um, the man that has more five-star rated matches than anybody in the history of professional wrestling. And he got them all in the last five years. He's the is best. He, uh, is he the go ace guy? No, that's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay. But that guy's awesome, too. Sure. That guy's fantastic as well. Um, and speaking of the Go Ace guy, speaking of Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh-huh. you know, one of his, from what from the match you watched, you know, one of his things he does is he air guitars yes. to his music. <laughs> so I had the best seats in the house. I oh. had I had row one, seat one ringside at the corner where the entry aisle meets the ringside area. So everybody walked right past me. That's awesome. The entire show. I got <laughs> a, a moment with Naito. I had a moment with this Juice Robinson. So Juice Robinson is laying outside the ring right in front of me selling. Uh-huh. And I had a tall boy of Narragansett. And I said, Ooh, hey, Juice. Can of Gansett? Can of Gans. Uh-huh. I said, hey, Juice. And he looked at me and I shook my beer. And he's while he's selling, he goes, as soon as I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) A few minutes later, the match ends and he goes around the ring, slapping hands. And he comes over to me and I just shake my beer can at him. And he comes and gets right on the floor on his knees in front of me. And I high pour beer into Juice Robinson's mouth. And then he gets up and he grabs me by the head and acts like he's going to kiss me and then just goes away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that you can see that on new oh. japan world it was oh, streamed live yeah. on their website you can see that exact moment you can see me a lot in this show because <laughs> i'm i'm on camera majority of the show um the worst part about this yeah during Hiroshi tanahashi's entrance um one of the new japan cameramen was right in front of me 
this didn't this wasn't on New Japan World. This was like their YouTube guy with his cannon with a shotgun mic on it. Yeah. He's right in front of me and he's filming me air doing the Hiroshi Tanahashi air guitar to yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi's music. <laughs> and Spilled beer on the floor. My right foot slips out from underneath me and my whole body falls back and my knee just fucking goes in on itself. Jeez. Pop, pop, pop. Oh. And the cameraman pulls me up to save me from completely destroying my knee. And I had a sprained knee and a pulled quad. Did you have to go to the hospital? No. Because I've done this before. I know like. I'm an expert at knee problems at this point in my life. Jesus, dude. Be but this careful. all happened uh, because I was air guitaring to a Japanese hey. wrestler's entrance song. And let me <laughs> tell you, let me tell you, when I had to call into work the next day and the day after that and the day after that, and I wasn't able to help my wife with anything as she's busting her ass to pay the bills. You want to talk about feeling stupid. <laughs> you want to talk about feeling like a goddamn idiot. <laughs> this is like whenever I see one of those tweets where women on Twitter go, why are men? <laughs> right. <laughs> Chances that I'm going to fucking blow my knee out at a wrestling show and I'm not the wrestler. <laughs> I, I went to a wrestling show and got injured. Sitting in the crowd. <laughs> if that hey, doesn't make me a worker, then nothing ever will. <laughs> Who says wrestling is fake? Who says it? Ah, <laughs> oh, you show me a person who says wrestling is fake, and I'll show him my knee right now. <laughs> you try air guitaring on a wet floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Playing air guitar—that's such a great. Oh, I wish you had gone to the hospital just so that the doctor would have to write that down. I'm having a rough few weeks, man. First, I fall. First, I fall into a pool. <laughs> You're a fucking klutz, dude. Dude, I'm falling apart. I used to be very well put together, calculated. <laughs> I takes I takes care of my business. Now I'm falling into pools. I'm blowing my knee out, air guitaring, flipping on beer. <laughs> oh my god! I just Matt, Woo! I can't win. That's super funny. Oh. I'm glad you think it's funny. Something uh, else I thought was very funny that I saw recently. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel embarrassed. Speaking of embarrassing. Yeah, Jimmy sure. Kimmel embarrassed the living shit out of Joaquin Phoenix on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah, you were telling me about this. I actually didn't watch it. Surprisingly, I actually watch a lot of Kimmel, but I missed this. I love Kimmel. I think he's the best late night guy right now. Out of all of them right now, ever since Stephen Colbert won't shut the fuck up about being a Christian, it's like I'm I'm over it. Jimmy no, Kimmel's no. the way to go. And Fallon is Fallon's Fallon. Fallon's a joke. He's only tolerable in doses. The Oscar Cabrera of late night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meanest thing you've ever said. And you're seen. <laughs> it's not that mean. <laughs> I I don't fuck it's not like Oscar's ever going to hear this. Yeah, he doesn't listen. <laughs> no, he doesn't listen. Podcast can't get him a job. He's not going to listen. Uh, <laughs> unless unless we put him on it, then he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. <laughs> he was hey, I tried to make that work for two months. I know. And every single date and time I proposed, he's, oh, man, uh, I don't know. 
I've all, I've one of these honestly, days, we're going to get him on it. I kind of want to just like cold call him one day while we're recording. What are you? No, I'm, I'm saying pull the, pull the mic closer to your mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was I, uh, hey, Joe, we good. All right, there we go. We totally should just call him while we're recording one day. <laughs> like, oh, oh, hey, guys. Oh, what's up? I'm just sitting here writing a new play. <laughs> Anyway, him, so uh, happens. So Kimmel surprises Joaquin with an outtake. Yeah, and from the Joker movie from the Joker movie. In this outtake, it's it's just Joaquin in the frame, and apparently they'd been doing a lot of different things to try and get him to the right emotion, to get to that right feeling, because it's super. It's the Joker. It's super complex, yeah. and the cinematographer had been like saying fucked up shit in his ear to him to try and get him like to that level. And the cinematographer before this shot had like walked up to him and whispered in his ear. It's like, you're like, you're like the share of filmmaking. You're like the share of the film industry. And Joaquin's like struggling with it. And he's the Joker, but he's, still a little Joaquin and he's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like this shot, this, uh, this is the outtake. He's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? What are you trying to say? What the fuck are you saying to me right now? How's that even a fucking insult? She's a goddamn fashion icon. I can't do this right now. And he's, and he leaves the scene and then it, it, the outtakes over, it cuts back to Joaquin and Joaquin looks like he's about to fucking cry. God, He's like, he's like, I can't believe you showed that. Like, that was not supposed to be seen by anybody. Yeah, it's, it's an like, outtake. I, I, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but like acting is not filmmaking is not always a pleasant experience. It can be sure. very intense. Um, this. Yeah. I And Kimmel's like, oh, man, I'm I'm really sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. And like, he was like, it's yeah, it's fine, man. Uh, yeah. Moving on. That's <laughs> funny. It was so awkward. God, that's so funny and so ridiculous. It's all, I mean, I've been here. Look, I am looking forward to seeing this movie just so I can know whether or not it's good or bad because it's been getting such like everybody has a fucking take on this movie. And, (laughs) and most of us have not seen it. And yet somehow all these people on Twitter have fucking like, opinions about Joaquin's behavior and his performance. One of the things that I've been hearing him getting a lot of shit for apparently is that it's for what you just described where he um, walked off because he was frustrated. Uh, Someone said like, Oh yeah, he would get really frustrated and walk off the set sometimes in the middle of the scene and blah, blah, blah. And it was and it was kind of uncomfortable on set and it was a weird environment. But but then when Robert De Niro showed up, he didn't do that at all. And a lot of people are like blaming him for creating a um, toxically masculine like environment on set and make and torturing people. Uh, supposedly, this is what this is not. These are not my words. Like people are saying that he was torturing his coworkers, um, except for Robert De Niro. And I'm just like, guys. First of all, every single person I saw that had a take on this process, not an actor 
or they were comedians who aren't like known for their acting or like, yeah. I don't know, like, like comedians make good actors a lot of the time, but a lot of the time it's like a comedian is hired to act in a role because like, Scorsese says, let's have Ray Romano be this person. You know what I mean? Like, I want to yeah. see Ray do these things. And uh, Ray will just bring himself and, and do himself with these words, and it'll be great. Whereas someone like Joaquin Phoenix, like, creates a, a role and creates, like, a um, – uh, I don't know. He creates something completely original from himself. That's another thing is that we don't really know much about Joaquin Phoenix's personal life or yeah. personal like like because he's a like, character actor. He builds characters and lives as a character. I know that his brother died at a really young age. I know that he has struggled with that for his whole life, um, and that's about it. And I know that he's been in a lot of my favorite movies. Yeah, and and I know that he like like him and Casey Affleck fucking like ruined their lives together for a while in like to make a mockumentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, but like, that's about all I know about his personal life. And, And so when people, I see people commenting on his process, it's like, they're like, can you believe that he would walk off set with the scene? Didn't go quote unquote, go. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I can. I, can. Believe he did I that. can believe that. I w- I have. I mean, I've I haven't made movies or anything, but like, I, I've made like shorts and I've rehearsed plays. And if something's not going right, we'll just stop. That's yeah. what you do. Like that's like, how that's how it works. And guess what, guys? When Robert De Niro shows up on set, you don't do that. Like, yeah. that's just the way it is. Like. It's not a problem that he didn't do that when Robert De Niro was in the room. Here's the deal. Robert De Niro was only on set for like, I think three days total. And so, cause that was the only amount of time that he was allowing himself to be there. And, and so of course, Joaquin Phoenix is going to go in knowing exactly what he's going to do because Robert De Niro is a, He's Robert De Niro. B, he is gracing a superhero movie with his fucking presence. Like, like, like yeah. this is. And also, you, you only have three days. You only have and, three days to get these shots. So every second of the day is planned. It's not like you're shooting a one shot of a character going through a metamorphosis where you have to find these insane things within yourself or channel right. these insane things through this character that you've created in a one shot where it's just you. And they say yeah. action like these people have no clue what they're talking yeah. about. They don't know what it's like to be an actor. They don't know what it's like to be in that creative process. They they right. have no they have no place shitting on Joaquin for doing what is this insanely complex character. They have yeah. no place it, like, it, film, like, you know what? Nobody wants to see how the sausage gets made. And I'm going to tell right. you right now, it ain't all fun and games. No, it's really it's not, fucking hard work being a professional. It's hard it's it's hard, especially doing like huge movies like this one where there's a lot of expectation. Like I mean, like because Heath Ledger defined this character, right? Like he yes. redefined it. He yes. redefined it, and um, and uh, he I don't know. It's just and so you're sorry, you're, up against, some, you're up against a fight. Is what you are. So you're up against. So you're up against a dead man's legacy, and and, and so like, 
And I don't know, like everyone else that is uh, everyone else. The other person that has played the Joker recently was like resoundingly rejected for it. Like everybody hated Jared Leto's Joker, except for like dumbass little kids, which, yeah. which makes sense. Cause it's like technically for, or like originally comic books are for kids. But like, I, I just feel like if, once you grow up and you look at what Jared Leto did versus what Heath Ledger did, you're going to see one very, uh, com- like very interesting and brave performance. And then one like masturbatory juvenile, uh, like, like, I don't know. I hated Jared Leto in suicide squad. I, I did not one. see suicide squad because it looked God. like garbage. It was, it is Matt. I paused it at one point thinking it was almost over and 45 minutes had gone by. Oh my God. I was like, a movie is bad. I was like, this movie's almost over. How much time do I have left? I was about to go into work and I paused it and it said that I had like two, uh, no, it wasn't two. I had like an hour and a half left of the movie and I had only seen 45 minutes. And the story that they initially started with was almost over. So I'm just like, <laughs> what is the rest of this movie even about? If this if this story's almost over, what the fuck is going on in the rest of the 90 minutes that's left? I don't think I ever actually finished it, but I did see like like I just really disliked Jared Leto's performance, and I and I and he I mean and his process was also controversial for this role. Um, yeah, he did that, some fucked like, up shit. He did some fucked up shit that actually created hostile environments. Like mailing somebody a dead rat is fucking hostile and crazy and unnecessary. It has nothing to do with like. But struggling, struggling to find an emotion in a one shot and leaving the set to try and recalibrate yourself. That's fuck you. That's That's not a hostile work environment. That sounds like making a fucking movie. Yeah, that's acting. That's that's like. That's the process. It's yes. not like he was. It, it's he, very, it's like, very hard. People don't want to like, hear that because they see that movie stars make money and live comfortable lives off set. They don't want to hear how hard it is to be an actor. But brother, take it from two actors. It's very fucking hard. You know, it, it, it's 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 hard. And it's also just like. I wouldn't say that the the act of acting is difficult as much as I, as I would say just the pressure of big budget movies like these is what makes it hard and what make is and is what it definitely amplifies the because difficult. if you fuck it up then like you might ruin your career yeah you fuck your credibility with the studios it, it like it, or you might ruin Todd Phillips' career. He's another piece of work attached to this movie that's <laughs> pissing me off. But like, uh, he said some stupid shit in an interview that was just like, "Dude, you are not winning anybody over by saying you don't make comedies anymore because of the woke crowd." It's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that? mean, he makes a point, but um, no, nothing's funny not. anymore. Nothing's funny anymore, Matt. Shut up. <laughs> okay, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Bob's Burgers. Uh, let's go into some movies. Oh, yeah, some Brooklyn funny- Nine Nine, a movie with a white lead. Good pick, Matt. <laughs> the Bob's Burgers, they're they're Armenian. Anyway, um, white people. 
I did see something funny about how uh, Jenny Slate. Someone said that Jenny Slate plays blackface in. Uh, oh, what's that Netflix show um, with Nick Kroll? That cartoon. I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, never mind. Um, uh, but anyway, it, it's just it really irritates me that. I don't know. There's this this whole cancel culture is just so stupid. And it's like because they were definitely going after Joaquin wh- whenever this surfaced. It was a whole thousands of people were trying to, like, make him look bad and mm-hmm. and, and complain about him and, and try and get him like try to get negative attention attached to his, his role in this. And I'm just like, this is so wrong. This is not the right energy. This is completely wrong-minded it god damn it anyway absolutely that's where i stand on that as you can tell i'm in a great mood that's our de facto don't at me bro for the week that that's essentially our my don't at me bro is don't at me bro go see the movie and decide whether or not you like it yeah like and if Hey, if you you want to see movies and you want to know how the sausage gets made, don't get mad at how disgusting it can be sometimes because it's not always pleasant. Just like your favorite band when they were recording that album that you love, I guarantee they all wanted to rip each other's fucking eyeballs out while they were in the studio. Yeah. It ain't sure. all pretty. The creative right. process ain't pretty, baby. It can and be. It way, can be ugly. And by the way, I'm getting all heated and like sounding like I'm defending this movie. I expect this movie to be fucking garbage. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Like, I'm expecting I mean, a good movie based on all the reviews I've heard. I, I, I just, I just think the premise is just kind of stupid, but, um, well, we don't even know but, what the premise is yet, but we'll see. Yeah, we You'll see what the tomorrow. premise is. We'll we see know tomorrow. what the premise is. We know what the premise is. The Joker. The premise or. is, this is how the Joker started. Yeah, but we'll I'm also tomorrow. Just, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll tomorrow we convene next week on the Matt yes. on Matt podcast with our thoughts we'll on pick this up. Um, uh, so and and you know what tomorrow is also? What's that? Tomorrow is the third day of sober October. Yes. Minute by minute. Hour by minute, hour. Hour by hour. Day by day. I would Which, say month by week by week. I don't month have a huge month. problem with not drinking. I have a huge problem with not drinking when I'm when I, I I'm told that I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever somebody tells me I can't do something, only thing I want to do is that thing I'm told I can't do. Yeah, we're two day we're a day and a half into it. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm fine I'm, too. I'm totally cool. I don't want to go anywhere. I've got a busted leg. So like, yeah, yeah. Not like I, mean, I really I, I have thought, fun at the bar. I thought I was going to have like, I was going to miss the old devil's lettuce a bit, but so far I don't really care. Hey, you're we're only a day and a half in. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. I don't know. My life has also changed a lot. I used to use that stuff as a coping mechanism to deal with jobs that I hated. And yeah. I don't really hate my jobs anymore. Yeah. I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like my jobs are fine. The two I jobs that I have shit load more based on hating my old office job. Yeah. I mean, I like, it was like the only way that I felt like I had any type of sanity was if I got blasted drunk. 
Yeah. Well, and I don't really do that as much anymore. It's because there's like, um, I think that there's a myth attached to drinking as being a way to blow off steam. And I think it does sometimes, uh, yeah, but uh, it gets to the point where like, like that, you ain't got any steam left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, so it's, I think it'll be a good break so far. I, it's been absolutely boring, but uneventful. And I don't know. It's just been a kind of another Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah, it's Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the middle of the week. Who gives a middle shit? Middle of the week. <laughs> I am kind of like, stressed about like what the hell am I going to do over the weekend, but whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Get I'm going it. to a football game this Saturday. Uh, oh, but luckily, going? so I'm going to West point. I'm going to see army versus Tulane. Okay. Luckily they don't allow alcohol on the base. So because <laughs> oh, <laughs> the wow. stadium is actually on the, the base at West point. Yeah. Like, so yeah, no booze there. That's funny. Did you ever hear about the the West Point Christmas uh, Day riot? No. Like way back in the day, because uh, and it, and it has to do with uh, not booze not being allowed on campus and like, uh, which was implemented the year that this riot happened, and it, like they wouldn't let any of the students leave for Christmas or let them drink, and they had a day and a half off only, and like the army. And I'm talking about like Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, Ulysses S. Grant, like all these motherfuckers just get they sneak like yeah, like barrels of liquor in and just get absolutely secretly just fucking shit canned. And then they get busted in their dorms. And keep in mind, this is like. 17 year old Robert E. Lee and like, in like Ulysses. 1830. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they get busted in their dorms with booze. And their response was to just burn down West point. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like they got, they got busted and they got in trouble. And then everyone just flipped out and destroyed the entire campus of West point. Over Christmas, over like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day night. It's an amazing story. Oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm looking this up immediately. There's, and uh, I'm there's telling, a great. I'm going to talk about it to anybody with ears while I'm at West Point. <laughs> there's a great, there's a great podcast on it on, uh, from Stuff You Missed in History class. Like they, they just go through it blow by blow. Like oh, there's yeah. a, there's, there's one point where like, uh, one of the, the generals or corporals or whoever was going, he, he runs into Jefferson Davis, you know, uh, at this point he's in the United States army, not the Confederates president. And right. he, yeah, like, this is way before uh, that. and he runs into him and he's fucking blotto drunk, like just like falling all over himself, slurring his words. And he's like, <laughs> God damn it, private, take me to where do you get this happen? And then Jefferson Davis is like, all right, I'll take you over there. And he's walking up the stairs and he just starts shouting, hide the grog, hide the grog. They're coming. All right. They're, they're all over here, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Whoever, this is the Christmas Day busted. riot? Yes, yes. I'm going to find this. It's incredible. Oh, 
you gotta listen. It's their podcast is really good on it too, and it's it's actually safe for work and like like very wholesome. But they just give like a a blow by blow like like account of this absolutely fucking wild kegger that like a lot of our like most amazing generals and like military like historical figures like took part in when they were kids. <laughs> yeah, when they were fucking eighteen year old. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm looking through the episodes of this podcast and I, I, I'm digging it. Here's one called A Brief History of Donuts. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I'm a good in. podcast. I like donuts. No, they're a good <laughs> podcast. They're, they okay. run in, conduct, in conjunction kind of or with the same company as uh, Stuff You Should Know and stuff. They're really good. That's awesome. I'm definitely – I'm gonna. this is a deep dive for me, man. You know I fucking love history, so this is yeah, great. Yeah, they're good. That's they're a good. great recommendation, Matt. Hey, recommendsies. Recommendsies. I got a couple of recommendsies. Tell me, tell me. One, um, actually, I just figured everybody had watched this, but I'm kind of shocked at how many people have not watched Fleabag on Amazon. I haven't seen it. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's really? outstanding. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a fucking revelation. It's hysterical and heartbreaking and perfect. And it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's only two seasons. They're not going to do anymore because she doesn't want to do anymore. Cause it's a lot. Um, watch it. Fleabag. Outstanding. I, I love I it. Well, there you go. Those are our recommendsies. I recommend, uh, uh, stuff you miss in history class and you recommend Fleabag. Fleabag. And also, uh, Shane Dawson's new docuseries is on you on his YouTube channel. He spent okay. the better part of a year with, uh, beauty guru jeffree star and the first episode dropped yesterday and it is wild going through this okay. life of a massive beauty guru and living the life with him and it's i love shane dawson anyway so check it out yeah, sure the beautiful world of jeffree star on shane dawson's channel <laughs> awesome awesome i think that's about were, gonna do it huh what's up why were we gonna talk about ari shafir Oh, oh so Ari, yeah, Ari dosed uh, Bert with Molly because Ari's a fucking garbage human being. I hate Ari Shafir. I, every I gave him so many chances, and every time I give I, him a chance, he just gives me another reason to hate him. Yep, like drugging the father of two. Yeah, and thinking that it's funny. Yeah, and when everybody's looking at you in a room saying that's fucked up, and you're like, <laughs> uh, but you had a good time, right? Yep. Fuck you. That's yeah. <laughs> Just by the way, we got this idea for Sober October from Joe Rogan and that whole crew. So we're, we're definitely try. I don't want to totally plagiarize him and not give him that credit because, I mean, what's he going to do? Sue me. Go fuck yourself, Joe Rogan. Yeah, but uh, uh, steak and shut up. <laughs> if you guys if you guys are interested in the kind of the roots behind why we why I kind of advocated for this and why I think that. It'll be. I think it's a good challenge and a good reset. It, it's rooted in a in a series by Joe Joe Rogan and Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, and Ari Schaefer. Um, <laughs> Ari Schaefer. Ari Schaefer. Uh, Ari Schaefer. And um, yeah, so go check that out. The this this year's Sober October podcast is hilarious, and it but it is a lot of them. Uh, kind of yelling at Ari for being a piece of shit and dosing Bert. And then Bert kind of 
kind of just like getting mad at everybody. <laughs> I mean, which I I'm all for because they yeah they make Bert sound like a real piece of shit and he's not. Well, the he, one thing that I'm glad he stood up for himself. The one thing that like got me that I. It was glad that he finally said something about it was to Tom actually about the racist thing. Yeah. Like, he's like, just like, he's just like, Tom, your fucking fans are ruining my like life and career. Like my, my fucking bus driver is black. And then people run, run up to me and just go, hell yeah, you're the most racist guy ever. And, and it's like, that's not funny. Whenever I'm in a room with a black guy, that's like, that works for me. Like, that's yeah. not funny. <laughs> like, you got to like, stop. Like, I'm just like, you got to like, relax. Like, they've made you gotta, the butt of their jokes for so fucking long that now people yeah. are like outsiders don't get it. Yes. Yes. And people that like aren't tuned into his whole like the extended comedy universe of, you know, Joe Rogan, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just. It's it's a very good podcast, and if you need something on that isn't us, if you need something on in the background to listen to and laugh at, go check that out. Um, that's another recommendzy from me, Sober October, Joe Rogan. And I think that ties it up this week. That's going to be it for us, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you know where you can find us. All the social meets. I'm at MattBeery06. Feel free to also send us your questions, comments, concerns. Um, tell us to go fuck ourselves or ask for some advice. Because I know you guys need our advice. Yes, yes. MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. And follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield or on Instagram at Matters. Um, follow the show on Twitter at MattOnMattPod. Uh, we have like 18 followers, which is stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe 18 people follow this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot and of it. Two was, of them are us. <laughs> well, yeah, I think a lot of it is people thinking that it was like me, like, like I changed my account or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause some random people from my past followed it and it was like, you have no idea what the, what this is. We're gonna get, anyway. We're, we're gonna get this baby off the ground. We're gonna get this. We're gonna get this eagle soaring again. All right, that's number thirty. Number thirty. Thirty in the books. This podcast is about to get married and get a mortgage in a minivan. Yep. Baby. Right. So that's it for us. We'll see you next time. Adios, fuckers. <laughs>